eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you actually end up feeling overwhelmed and confused rather than inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, your mindset, and your home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. So today I want to talk about something that... There's a lot of hype around right now. It's definitely a buzzword that if you've been on social media lately, you see it all over the place, and that is self-care. Now, I actually have another episode that I did about this um, when it comes to like self-care eco-friendly version. So if you're looking for like ways to practice self-care that are good for the environment or at least better than mainstream self-care, definitely go check out that episode. Um, But today I want to talk about specifically self-care for moms that goes beyond showering and shopping. Now, if you're not a mom, this can still apply to you. Um, But as a mom, there is so much like buzz around this term self-care. And when I was a young, younger mom, I really thought that self-care was considered like the two weekly showers that I got with my babies screaming outside the bathroom door, wanting to come in and like me sitting there feeling guilty for taking a shower. But I would tell myself like, this is self-care. I have to do, you know, this is my only self-care this week, you know? Um, And I don't know, there was a lot of like misconception around the term self-care in terms of me doing the basic things I need to take care of myself. Like instead of, oh, this is survival, like I have to shower because I am a human and this is survival. I kind of like played it in my mind as like, oh, this shower is my self-care. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It felt really freaking nice after being covered in like baby throw up and my, you know, three days of sweat from my pajamas, like it felt nice to take a shower and like sitting there getting clean was like, ooh, this is taking care of myself. But in reality, self-care goes so much like farther beyond just those basic necessity things that we have to do to take care of yourself. And I feel like as a mom, we really, for some reason, like we as mothers are kind of putting it on ourselves that these basic things that we have to do on a weekly basis are what we should be like settling as our self-care. Like again, for me and a lot of people that I've seen on social media, like I used to think, oh, showering is self-care. Or like, ooh, going to the grocery store once a week is my form of self-care because I get like a little bit of a break and I get me time. And I guess now that I have three kids and I've been doing this for several years, I'm realizing how skewed that notion that I had of like the things that I had to do as a human and to keep my family running properly. Somehow I like twisted that to make me feel like that was my only time to myself. When in reality, that wasn't really time to myself. 
Um, so again, for so many of us, I just think that like we're taught that basic hygiene or shopping is our idea of self-care. Like that's kind of just what's normalized for self-care in my opinion, in my experience. Um, and there's nothing wrong with either of those. Obviously taking showers is important and, you know, going to the grocery store or going shopping in general, like that can be important too. But lately, I've really just been trying to dig deeper and sit with myself a little bit and think about what can actually take care of myself on a deep level versus just that surface level of self-care. And it's a really weird situation because I feel like, wow, the term and idea of self-care is very hyped up and overused right now. Like actually taking care of ourselves on a deep level to me is something that nobody really is talking about, or at least not in my circles, like not a lot of people talk about how to actually take care of ourselves on more than just that surface level. Um, and in my experience, like so many of us, including me, honestly, are just going through the motions a lot of times, especially as moms, like we have so many things to do on a daily basis, keeping our kids alive, <laughs> being the main one. Um, not even, you know, if you're a working mom, I don't even, I don't know. Like moms are just superheroes. I am a stay at home mom to three kids and I homeschool. So I don't even have to like drive my kid to school. I honestly don't understand how moms that are busier than me do it because I feel like I can barely function on a day-to-day basis, just staying home and keeping my three kids alive and happy. So I feel like because of that, because of how overworked we are and Um, how much we have going on every day. I feel like so many of us are just going through the motions a lot of times. And we may be taking care of ourselves on a surface level, like feeding ourselves, sleeping, showering, brushing our teeth. But what about like really taking care of ourselves, like on a much deeper level? So I implore you to kind of, while this episode's going on, kind of like have it in the back of your mind, thinking about what could actually help you like rejuvenate your soul and bring so much more peace and joy to your day-to-day life. So some things for me that are really, really helping me in the self-care department are audiobooks. I got into reading again a couple years ago, and now I feel like if I am not, if I don't have an audiobook that I'm listening to that week, my life is just like off the rails. <laughs> I love listening to like fantasy books and like paranormal gothic type books. Obviously, everybody has their own genre that they like, or maybe you don't like reading at all. That's fine. But to me, that's been a huge one is diving back into the love for reading that I had when I was like growing up in school. Um, music. Um, another one is learning how to make my favorite drinks at home. I know that so many people, including me in the past, spend so much money on like going to grab coffee or tea at your local shop, whether it's like Starbucks here, it's definitely Dutch bros for me. I am a sucker for Dutch bros, but like investing in the tools to make a good tea latte at home, AKA all you really need is like tea and a milk frother, um, and coffee creamer. That has been a game changer and stoop. That probably sounds so stupid to some people. Um, but like it really, when you're sitting down and like all of your kids are playing, you've just done the dishes or whatever, and you sit down with a nice, whether it's like a tea latte or a coffee, whatever, like your, your drink of choices. And then you just sit there and like sip on something that makes you happy first. I don't know. For me, that's like as stupid as it might sound. That is self care to me. Like that just 
gives me a mood booster, gives me like motivation to go about my day. And like just having that little, those few moments of bliss really makes a difference. Um, Another one is going to the gym. Again, working out is in everybody's cup of tea. However, like for me, I know my mental health is so much better when I'm in a consistent workout routine. Not only that, but it like if I'm going to the gym three days a week, those are breaks that I am getting from the house. Like, not that I am going to say I'm one of those moms that's like, I need breaks for my kids. I do. <laughs> um, but, you know, like getting out, going to the gym, being able to do like move my body in a way that feels good to me for some reason. Like I know my mental health is just better when I'm doing that consistently. Um, and recently, um, another thing I'm doing for self care is therapy. This is something that growing up, I never thought I needed. I always thought therapy was great. I had family members in therapy, but I never really thought it was something that I needed, which, you know, looking back, I definitely could have used it you know, when it comes to anxiety and social anxiety and, you know, me moving and losing my entire support system, I guess, besides my family every couple of years, there's a lot of like things that I probably should have went to therapy for a long time ago. But now that I'm finally going, it's definitely allowing me to take care of myself on a deeper level, just by like learning more about me and my brain and why I think the way I think and why I react to certain situations. Like, it has been very eye-opening and definitely taking care of myself on a level that I never have before. So that's nice. Um, and, you know, so like those are just a few things, obviously, that bring me joy and that I practice for self-care. And again, that's kind of, those, I don't know, they're all just like normal life things like audiobooks, gym, therapy, <laughs> tea lattes. However, for me, these are things that make me feel human aside from being a mom. And I feel like that when I sit down and think about self-care, that's for me, what is the biggest right now? Like, because for so long, for so many years, I completely lost myself in motherhood. And I really just like got to this point where I felt so run into the ground because I felt like if you took away the being a mom aspect of my life, I would just be a shell of a person. Like there was nothing left. Um, and while I'm not saying that like audiobooks in the gym are my whole personality, those are things that make me feel like my own person again. And that is something that's really important. So again, you don't have to have like the same self-care habits that I do, but really sit and think about like what makes you feel like an actual person. If you're a mom and you have felt just really lost in motherhood for however long, whether it's a few months or a few years like me, think about like the things that you did before you were a mom that made you feel alive, that made you feel like yourself. What maybe you like love to play video games. Maybe you really love a certain musical instrument. Maybe you like to dance, you know, maybe you like to go out and hike and take walks in nature, like whatever that is, whatever those experiences were before you became a mom, if you have, if you're like, wow, yeah, I used to love playing the violin and I haven't picked mine up in like four years, maybe it's time to start like kind of reevaluating and seeing where you can pull some of those things that make you feel like yourself back into your life again. And I know that all of that is like really deep stuff. Um, so kind of just like switching gears, surface level stuff is okay too. Like if it brings you peace and joy, um, but it is just surface level. It's not really like on a deep, 
or you finding yourself again level, even if it's stuff like, you know, an ice face roller or like a gua sha tool, which I'm a sucker for both of those. They really do like, I don't know, it does something to me. Um, But you know, surface level stuff is okay too. Your skincare routine, your hair care routine. Um, maybe you really like doing makeup and that feels like indulgent and self-care to you. Like literally anything like that, that really makes you feel happy. And again, brings that sense of peace and joy into your life. In my opinion, those are all like great forms of self-care. Um, so one that I think is good for just about everybody out there is trips out in nature, whether it's stepping into your backyard, letting the sun hit your face, breathing in the fresh air, or like, you know, if you're close to a beach, driving to the beach, going on hiking trails, like whatever it is, there is so much science that backs up the fact that being out in nature and surrounded by green space in general supports your mental health and it can actually decrease things like depression, anxiety, behavioral, um, like behavioral issues with kids, a lot of things like that. There's a lot of science that backs up the fact that being out in nature is really, really good for our mental health and our kids' mental health. Um, so I highly suggest like incorporating getting out into nature and exploring the outdoors into your self-care routine. Um, I know at least for me personally, every single time I go into anything nature oriented, I feel so good that I look over at my husband and I'm like, we need to do this every day. Or like, we need to come here every weekend. Like for me, there's something that completely just like restores my soul when I step out into nature. Um, And again, like if you feel the same way, And you're like, oh, you know, like, trust me, like, there's a reason and it makes perfect sense. Like, it's backed up by science. And for me, like, that's something that's really important. And then another thing is, you know, like I've talked about before in the episode, um, shopping is something that a lot of us moms or just women in general, or maybe humans in general, consider self-care. And I feel like that's because we, that's what we've been taught, you know, like, oh, treat yourself, self-care, you know, like go splurge. Or, you know, if I'm shopping with friends and they're, they like pick up a cute article of clothing, they're like, should I get it? It's like, oh yeah, treat yourself. Like, you know, self-care Sunday, (laughs) whatever, you know, I feel like it's kind of just put on us by society that like buying things that make you happy equals self-care. Um, and I feel like this is something that we really need to challenge as a society because yeah, like to an extent, yes, buying things that make us happy can give us self-care. At least in my experience, there are so many times where I'm like, Ooh, this cute thing. If I buy it, it'll make me happy. And it makes me happy for like two hours. And then it gets like thrown in with the rest of the clutter in my house, you know? And I feel like a lot of women or people in general that I know have said the same thing that like you know, you buy things for self-care, you buy things because it makes you happy. And then you realize it just starts collecting dust and like adding to the piles in your house that end up overwhelming you. So then it gets like thrown in the trash or the donate pile eventually. So I implore you, like if shopping is a big part of your self-care and you're like, you know, screw you, Kayla, I'm never going to stop shopping. Like that is what makes me happy. I think that's completely fine. But think of like every time I walk in a target, even if it's for like cream cheese and tomato sauce or whatever, like I end up spending a lot of money. Usually like I try to be intentional when I'm shopping, but if like I go in for two things, usually I spend like 50, 60 bucks easily. So like 
I try to limit how many times I allow myself to go into Target because I know if I go in, I'm going to end up like finding crap that I don't need. So if this is something that you find yourself struggling with, I really encourage you to sit down and think about instead of like going to Target to walk around and see what you can find, what if you sat down and brainstormed things that you could invest in that would really help you take care of yourself on that deep level? Um, obviously depending on like your budget and stuff, this will fluctuate a lot, but if you have like a decent amount of money and you're like, you like to go shopping to kind of just get new things. And again, kind of like do that self-care fill a void. How much would it help you if you like, for instance, hired a housekeeper that came to clean once a week or even came to deep clean like once a month? Um, or, you know, maybe you are like me and you really like reading and it's something that like you kind of lost throughout your motherhood. What if you invested in a pair of like good headphones or AirPods so you could listen to your audiobooks during the day and still like, like, you know, you wouldn't have to listen over the screaming kids. Like it would be right here. So you're, you're, if you're like me, your six-year-old could be like going off about Minecraft and you're like listening to your fairy books, like, oh, that's nice, sweetie, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, so maybe something like that, or maybe getting, if you are someone that likes to go out and like buy your coffee at Starbucks or something, but you know, it's a habit that you kind of want to break, maybe invest in a good coffee maker or even like a milk frother, for me, that's been such a game changer. Like being able to froth up my coffee creamer makes it feel fancy enough to where I'm like, I don't even need Dutch Bros anymore. I don't even need Starbucks because my chai tea latte has fluffy milk on top. <laughs> or, you know, maybe you, instead of going on the self-care shopping trips, you can put a little bit of that money aside every now and then to save up for like a once a year or a couple times a year little like family getaway that you know will rejuvenate your soul and kind of like make you feel alive and happy. I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel alive and happy every day. Like obviously this podcast centers a lot around finding like the joy in the mundane, I guess, you know, or like, you know, living a happier and simpler life. Um, however, like I know at least when I lived abroad, especially when I was in Korea, it was like that one trip I took to Japan made my entire life and like little pockets of travel like that are so important to me and it's been such an integral part of who I am growing up. So if you kind of relate to that, you know, maybe putting that money aside and planning like one vacation a year or even just like little trips, like little day trips down to the beach or something like it doesn't even have to be expensive. But I feel like especially when you're a mom planning it is like almost the entire battle because like to actually sit down and say, okay, what weekend are we going to go do this? For some reason, it just takes so much mental energy. And <laughs> At least for me, it's like hard to even think ahead that far. Um, but yeah, just in general, I really just encourage you to rethink self-care this week. Sit down with yourself a little bit, maybe pull out the notes app on your phone or even just like a pen and paper and kind of think about ways that you could really take care of yourself on a deep level. Because again, while showering is important and going to the grocery store is important, I think that self-care needs to go beyond showering and shopping. Like that is not enough. Those are basic human necessities and 
you know, we need to be taking care of ourselves on a deeper level. There are so many moms that struggle with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And I'm not saying that going to the gym can cure literally any of that. It doesn't. However, I definitely think that the isolation that new moms face and really just moms and humans in general, like you don't even have to be a parent to relate to this. But I think that so much of it comes from us not knowing how to take care of ourselves on that deep level. We are living in a society that's literally just trained us to run ourselves into the ground. Like we're taught to be good workers. We're taught what to put on our resume. We're taught like how to pay our taxes, how to do all this adulting things. And obviously those are all very important aspects to living in a society as a grown up. Like those are things that we need to learn how to do. But it's like we never were taught how to find joy in the day-to-day and how to create those pockets of joy in our lives and how to do things that make us feel alive. And again, I feel like that almost everybody that I've talked to ends up losing that in motherhood. Once you, what, like, you know, whether you find it again or not, there's so many of us that end up feeling so alone and overwhelmed in motherhood that we don't even know what it means to take care of ourselves anymore besides, you know, feeding yourself, watering yourself. Like you're pretty much just a glorified houseplant. Like you need food and water and air, you know, you need to lay your head down to sleep eventually. Um, But again, I really implore you to rethink and reframe your thinking around self-care and what it means. And Start like really trying to think about how you can take care of yourself on a deeper level in order to pull more joy into your day-to-day life. Because even if you're a mom and you're busy and you're doing everything for your kids, like that's amazing. And that is enough. However, you deserve to be happy too. And you deserve to take care of yourself on that deep level. So yeah, I hope that this episode helped you. And I really hope that you won't just listen, but you will actually like pause this when I stop talking and really like think about what you can do to take care of yourself, actually take care of yourself Um, because you deserve it. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time.